0: The Book of the Dead 1. The First of Three Stories from Darby My family and I lived in a house that was whispered to have been bad luck for all the people who lived in the house before us. While I was too young to really pay too much attention to what adults were saying, I did have one experience. When I was very small, maybe somewhere around five years old, I became terrified of sleeping. No joke, utterly full-on panic attack at the thought of falling asleep. The second I could tell it was starting to get to be around bedtime, I would be an anxious mess, wanting to cry and panicking, but unable to articulate to the adults around me why I was so terrified. It was the act of knowing I would have to fall asleep that was terrifying. Even stranger was that although I was afraid to fall asleep, I could only actually fall asleep if I was the first person sleeping. I had to be the first person to sleep in my house to even remotely have a chance of actually calming my fear. I would almost become hysterical if I was still awake when others were going to bed. If I were to wake up in the middle of the night to find everyone else asleep, I would freak out then too. It didn't happen every night, but when it did it was horrible. I would beg my, oftentimes exhausted, parents to wake up because I was terrified of being up in the dark by myself. My parents tried everything to help me with this. They bought nightlights because they thought it was fear of the dark, which was something I did develop through this experience. My dad consulted child psychologists, worrying there was a psychological issue and they said I was most likely experiencing night terrors. Thing is, I was not waking up because of being scared, I was just randomly waking up, and then once I was awake and realized I was awake, then I would become scared. My parents also tried tough love, by saying the classic line, there's nothing wrong, just get over it and go to sleep. And I could never explain why the terror. It only ever happened in that house, which we moved out of when I was about 10. Some would say I grew out of it, but I maintained a debilitating fear of the dark well into my late 20s. When there were power outages I would have stashes of flashlights to see me through to the dawn or when the lights came back on. If I didn't have a light source when the lights would go out and I woke in the dark I would be crushed with full-on panic. Like sit in a corner and rock while sobbing kind of fear. It wasn't until I was 36 years old listening to a little podcast called The Ghost Story Guys and heard the hosts talking about when they were young and they would be scared on certain nights because they felt that they were coming. I about fell out of my chair because in that moment I realized what it was that my child's mind could not convey to the adults around me. That I was afraid to be alone in the dark of the night, because when I was, I had an unrelenting sense that something was coming. Nothing good, either. I never saw anything, but man could I feel it, and it terrified my little spirit. On a happier note, one of the things my dad tried to help me sleep was he would sit with me at bedtime and he would tell me to imagine a white cloud. And I was on this cloud and he would tell me to think of all the good things that I liked, And that made me feel safe, and I would finally drift off to sleep. On the show, you have spoken about intent and using the white light to make it harder for negative entities to get at you. Unbeknownst to my father and myself, I think that is what kept the dark feelings at bay. Story 2 I would consider myself to be a sensitive person, mostly in an empathetic way. I usually can pick up moods of places or people around me. And so for the most part of growing up, when I felt something, or when I would see dark shadows out of the corners of my eye, because that started happening as I grew up, I would be told it's nothing, your imagination is running away with you, and so on and so forth. After a while, my experiences just trickled away. I sometimes think that because I kept hearing that I was imagining things, or that it wasn't really happening, or I couldn't possibly get a mood from a room that the part of me as a child which was open to those things just started closing off. People looked at you funny when you said weird things about shadows. Besides, when you're a kid, that shit is scary as all get out. If you can chill yourself off, why wouldn't you? So I'm 36 years old, and I have a 5-year-old son. When he was 3 years old, he started pointing to a particular part of his ceiling in a far corner and saying, Birds. Now, I was in his room at the time and looked where he was pointing, and I can tell you for a fact that there was nothing on his ceiling. And where I was looking, I could not see birds. At this point, I'm having a controlled freakout because little boy, the darling of my heart, is pointing to birds that I cannot see and is adamant that there are birds. As a parent, I'm running through every scenario I can think of and how best to handle it. It has been a long time since I myself have felt or experienced anything due to massive amounts of unconscious shielding. I also know what it's like to be experiencing things and have others not believe you. So, I asked my son to show me where the birds are. Can you see them now, or did they go away? Try that conversation with a three-year-old who can barely string half a dozen words together and try to make heads or tails of it. Since he didn't seem to be in distress over the birds, I figured it was I to refute what he'd seen, and I could deal with some spirit birds. I mean, it's way better than human-shaped spirits, right? Off and on for the next year, he would point out the birds that only he could see. But then he started telling me, there is a ghost over there and it's scaring me. Okay, Mama Bear hackles go up now. Sure, maybe he's gotten this from a TV show or something, but the way he tells me is straight-faced, and given my own past experiences, I'm inclined to believe what he's saying. How do you begin to protect your kid from something you can't even see, while still validating their experiences? The only thing I could come up with was telling him, you can tell them that they have to go away, that you're not afraid of them, and that they're bothering you, and they need to leave. Which he does and then he seems to be okay. So sure, this sounds like a kid playing around and making believe, but then this isn't the end of the story. 3. A little while after my son started seeing his birds, I was sleeping in mine and my husband's bedroom, and I woke up to the sensation of being watched. Now our son was at a toddler bed and sometimes would walk down the hall to our bedroom to crawl in bed with us. So I'm feeling this sense of being watched. I woke up. I know I was awake. I'm lying facing towards the edge of the bed and I see this little shadow right in front of my eyes. The size of a toddler. I assume it is my son come to get into bed with us. So I do what I do every other time he does this. I lift the covers up so he can get into the bed. Now. Our bed is really high up, so because he is little, he kind of has to climb up onto the side of the bed, and then he usually crawls under the covers to get into the middle of the bed where he feels safest. Well, as I said, I lifted the covers up so he could climb in, which he did, this little toddler-sized black shadow climbing up the side of the bed and moving under my arm. The only thing is that when he crawled under my arm, I didn't feel anything brush the underside of my arm. In fact, I didn't feel anything get in the bed even though I saw a child-sized shadow stand by my bed. And then once I invited the friggin' thing into the bed, it climbed the side of the mattress and got in, but nothing was there. Can you say creeped out? Then a little while after that incident I was again sleeping in our bed, and my husband was sleeping next to me. And again I got the sense of being watched. I awoke to see a male-shaped shadow by the side of my bed. He was tall and he was bent over, sort of like he was trying to get a better look at me while I was sleeping. Again, I know I was awake, because I startled awake once my mind registered that there was a friggin' man-shaped shadow bent down looking at me. When I startled away from it, he moved in like he was trying to get a better look at me, and I kept moving back and kept saying stop. But it was like it found me extremely interesting, because he just kept sticking his face in my face. And I was in a sitting position, and had backed up so much in the bed that I ran into my husband's sleeping form. Finally, I just bellowed out, you need to stop doing that. When I did that, he stood straight up, as if he was startled that I'd yelled at him. And then it just disappeared. Another time I was sleeping and I woke up to a figure at the end of and just to the right of our bed. And at first I thought it was my husband. The figure was standing there almost like he was lost in thought, not even looking at me, just sort of off into the distance, and I was still kind of sleep dazed. So I thought, what the hell is he doing? Why is he just standing there in the semi-dark? The TV was on and the only source of faint light in the room. I finally said to him, is everything all right?" And he didn't answer so I kind of closed my eyes again, but then thought, wait, why are you not answering me and why are you being weird and standing at the edge of the bed with a thousand yard stare on your face? So I opened my eyes and the figure was not there at all. I then realized I could hear my husband downstairs watching TV. I can see how these experiences could be explained away by much more rational means, but I do believe they are real. The last thing I want to tell you actually comes from my husband. My husband is 100% non-believer, although he never ignores my feelings or my experiences and always lets me sleep with the light on when I'm scared. One night, my husband fell asleep on the couch watching TV in our basement. I was upstairs asleep as I usually go to sleep well before he does. The next morning, he came upstairs having slept the whole night down on the couch and he says to me, Did you come upstairs last night to try and wake me up? I just looked at him and kind of laughed and said, No, I was asleep upstairs. Why? My husband then got a weird look on his face and said, Really? And I said, Dude, trust me, I did not go downstairs. Why? He finally admitted to me that while he was sleeping, he could have sworn I had come downstairs and leaned over him on the couch and pulled the blanket up around him. He said he could feel the blanket lifting and then being pulled up around his shoulders. of the Dead is a Ghost Story Guys production, narrated by Brennan Storr. For access to the entire Book of the Dead archive, ad-free, head to patreon.com slash ghoststoryguys.